Hello. Hello. Welcome Hello. to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get one in there. Welcome to a our only second, I guess, second installment of DAK Live. Yes, this is Diagnosing a Killer Live. My name is Kenna. I'm Koel. And I'm Christy, aka Mama. That's our mom. That's our mom. She's coming in here. She's bouncing her leg, <laughs> moving the table. You can hear all of that, by the way. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Really yeah. Mic- yes. yeah. Yep. You hear that? Okay, microphone's really sensitive so like any little movement gets mm-hmm. picked up mm-hmm. but this is a DAK live and it okay. is just that so we are going to not edit this is going to be raw and unfiltered yeah. just like the episode with Clark Finney and this is only the second time we've done this it's been over a year almost a year and a half since we've done an yeah. episode like this so yeah because I think um, that came out in what August September it was December of 2021 was it yeah oh, man because it was like a couple days before the Ken's 5 video aired right yeah you're right so um yeah we're gonna do another one of these I don't know about any feedback on these. I haven't heard any feedback on these except yeah. for from ours, you know, our friends and family. So mm-hmm. if you guys like these, we're probably going to start doing this every once in a while. Not as frequent as the mental breakdown, but for sure. it's going to be um, just a regular conversation about good old mental health and good old true crime, kind of whatever. Yeah, <laughs> statistics and uh, yeah, just raw, unfiltered. Perfect. Well, before we get started, I just want to say again, thank you to everyone. We always say our thank yous in the beginning. Um, we can... We can. You can follow us on anywhere social media-wise at Diagnosing a Killer. Twitter is at Killer Diagnosis. And then we also have a Patreon set up as well as an email address that is uh, diagnosingakiller at gmail.com. If you guys like to donate to the Patreon, we just put in an order for some new stickers that'll take you directly to our Instagram page, which is really cool. I'm excited about those. Yeah, they're going to be really nice Um, with our QR code. All of our patrons have the old ones and they will receive new ones as well. And then, yeah, I think that's uh, all I got to say for the beginning. You ready? Ready, let's go. So fidgety. I'm not fidgety. Well, you were bouncing your legs, and then when we said we could hear that, then you started picking at your nails. (laughs) Me, the same way. When Coel's talking, her cases. I gotta do something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, um, mom, take it away. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, so the listeners, because we know all about you. The listeners don't. Well, um, let's see where to start. Um, First of all, I'm really proud of the girls and uh, their. I know. Don't be bashful. <laughs> they climped. Uh, I'm very, very proud of the girls in that they're following their passion with, um, you know, not only exploring mental health, but understanding more about it. Uh, you know, as they've said, there's a lot of stigma around mental health. And, um, you know, we fortunate or unfortunate have, have been surrounded kind of by mental health um you know, family members, et cetera. And uh, that's, that's kind of an, we've kind of embraced that. We've, we've known that that's just a part of life and it's more part of life than people I think want to re- want to really realize if they've never been exposed to it. Um, I'll throw out some numbers in just a little bit, but you know, you, you constantly have repeated that you're not alone in, in having, um, you know, having relatives yourself, um, know people, um, care about people that have mental struggles and uh so anyway i'm just i'm just really proud of y'all to to bring that to the forefront thank you and uh be able to provide some clarity uh around that um 
my background is is pretty varied, but for the purposes of this podcast and kind of the focus here, I spent uh, about uh, 20 years or so in the managed care world in healthcare administration, um, including mental and physical health. Um, I've worked with countless uh, healthcare providers to include, you know, primary care specialists, hospitals, inpatient facilities, outpatient facilities, mental health providers, from PhDs all the way to social workers to, um, you know, just countless uh, mental health providers. And so it's been, um, it was really eye-opening to me. I, I my, my focus uh, in my professional life was more on the um, government-sponsored health mm-hmm. plans rather than private health plans, um, which is kind of a whole nother ball of wax. I mean, for people that struggle with mental illness, um, and I'll just, do you want me to jump into some numbers? Sure, or yeah. Me to, I mean, yeah. And, and we're going to address Texas because that's, you know, really where my focus has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for Texas, we have, you know, Texas is big, right? And we have uh, 254 counties uh, with lots of rural counties. Ours is the best, though. Ours is the best. <laughs> well, <laughs> just depends on where you sit. Arguable. <laughs> but 254 counties, it's big. I mean, it's a big state. And, and, and many of those, I can't tell you off the top of my head how many are rural, but meaning rural that there are, there's limited healthcare resources in those yeah. rural counties, right? And um, so out of, we have, 29 million people in Texas. Damn. That's a lot of people. That's a lot right? of people. That's older than I am in years of yeah. people. <laughs> Millions of, of people. people. <laughs> and again, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head regarding the rural, uh, uh, you know, location of those folks, but we're very spread out. I mean, if you were to, just to give anybody who's not familiar with Texas, if you were to start at the bottom of Texas, which is right next to Mexico, down in Brownsville, um, South Padre area, and you were to drive north, uh, maybe more northwest, yeah. and end up in Dalhart, Texas, it would take you about 12 hours. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. freaking huge. And so I know we have big. listeners, like you said, people might not be familiar with Texas. Yeah. We have listeners all over the world, like I've shared right. with you. We have UK listeners, Australian listeners, people in Japan listen to us. I think it's really cool. And so, of course, I, I, I know I listen to podcasts as well with people that are in the UK or in Australia, and they kind of mention little towns, and I'm like, oh man, like, I wonder where that is. And I look it up. So I think it's important yeah, yeah. to kind of explain because um, we like to think that the only people that are listening are people that know us, but that's not the case anymore. <laughs> you know, right. It's really yeah. cool. Right. Yeah. Texas so it's is massive. It's yeah. massive. Sure. It's big. And you know, when you, I mean, like when you're in Europe, 12 hours, it gets you across how many <clears throat> countries, you know, yeah. I mean, it yeah. would get yeah. you across multiple countries. And so, um, so it's big. Um, even going to New York, kind of was like, we can just hop a train to Jersey. Like that's just like right there. <laughs> that was weird, right? And it's yeah. like a fifteen-minute train ride. Yeah, it <laughs> well, was wild. And we went through all the like the little cities of Jersey. Orange. We went through Orange, yeah, Orange. and then we finally made it to Summit. And mm. I was like, dang, that was like thirty minutes. So we and we're like in a completely different and state. like the hustle and bustle of New York, and it's so quiet in Summit, wasn't it? Yeah, there wasn't like there was like nobody around it was like a ghost town yeah. it was so and it was interesting during the winter yeah everybody's at work and yeah. everybody's and bundled inside. up yeah yeah it was during the winter and it was so calm it was like you know cold like it was, it was there was snow on the ground but it wasn't falling but it was like silent it was really yeah. different than, it's what than i what we're used to would imagine off-season new Braunfels to be like yeah with snow yeah. you know yeah, i mean snow, that's yeah, yeah. We don't get that. <laughs> it was really quiet <laughs> yeah so um so anyway uh, long story, Texas yeah. is huge, right? 29 million people. Um, in 
and a, a lot of this that I'm going to talk about is from the Kaiser Family um, website, mm-hmm. um, which is um, KFF is what they prefer to be called now because they don't want to confuse it with uh, they're they're a an expert on mental health, if you will, okay. across the U.S. and very reliable. They do a lot of statistical data and stuff like that to help you understand it. But um, Texas. Um, People in Texas that have reported, especially during the pandemic, struggles with mental illness uh, or mental concerns, maybe not mm-hmm. illness, but just mm-hmm. concerns, yeah. depression, you know, uh, feeling Is- blue, like isolation, isolation yeah. you know, mm-hmm. all of that, which really came to a head during COVID when people were working from home and of they course. were used to those faces and they weren't there anymore. And then all your kids are home too. And, and yeah. you gotta, you've got to school them mm-hmm. as yeah. well. You know, it's just a, we all know what that pandemic did to everybody, yeah. but that's a pro- approximately 34% of Texans reported feeling some struggles. Wow. 34%. Well, that's interesting that you say the pandemic thing, because when you say rural counties and the pandemic, the rural counties have been in isolation, essentially, from the big city hustle and bustle, like you said. Yeah. They grow up in that situation, you know, and some people, Mm -hmm. it doesn't bother them, and some people, it really affects them that they don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of resources or a lot of, um, you know, population in their area, so it's kind of similar with the... Right. I don't want to say similar because it's two completely different scenarios. I, but with, you know, the pandemic, they feel that isolation of sorts. Yeah, I could see that even in, like, a rural area, you know, when your weekly grocery trip is, like, you know, a lot of your exposure to being out and, or whatever, you know, going into town to get something, rather, yeah. and then not being able to do that at like all. Like, cut short. Yeah. yeah. Like, how do you get groceries if you don't go I get mean, them? honestly, you know? yeah. True. I mean, yeah. Yeah. we're very fortunate to be where we are. Well, and then those people that live in those rural areas, I think they're more accustomed to being kind of alone. Yeah. So those people that live in the big metropolitan areas, they're used to that hustle and bustle and mm-hmm. that interaction. Yeah. So when that happened and it was like, whoa, Stopped. hold on, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, I remember early on in the pandemic, it was like when dad and I decided to venture out. It was freaky. We got in the car and we were going to go pick up that? something to eat. Is he okay? <laughs> No, I think it was a phone that went I off like it, in the other room. I, it wouldn't have been mine. I silenced mine. So anyway, <laughs> we went to go pick up something to eat. We went to like five different places and like it was like the plague, you yeah. know? <laughs> it, you couldn't come in. You could it was like what do we do? <laughs> Stay away. I just found it was really was really surprising. Well, I enjoyed the highways. I think everybody enjoyed the oh, highways yeah, when we weren't supposed to be on them. 1604 is still two lanes and I'm 27. Thank you very much. But it's, it's like been two lanes me and one other long. asshole that's going 100 miles an hour. You know what I mean? You know, like, you're the only other person out here. You the think Autobahn. you're not going to get caught? Yeah, I was just thinking about the Autobahn. You can go as fast as you want, though. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. There's no one to stop me. So, lots of people. A third of the population, more than a third of the population, that's was like, lot. okay, I'm. this is really getting to me. Yeah. Right? Now, whether those folks, you know, have a history of mental concerns or not, who knows? But that's just what what's been reported. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. again just reported. It might have been up to sure. a mm-hmm. half, you know. But sure. I mean, I didn't report it. I didn't report it. I didn't <laughs> report it. But maybe I was a little blue. <laughs> so now here's what's really incredible: that 34 percent represents 9.8 million people. Okay, that's so many. Now here's the real shocking kind of like. Oh, my God. There are only 300,000 mental health providers in the state of Texas. 300,000? Ew, I just got the full body heaves. You got the heaves? Shout out, Frankie. <laughs> you got full the full body heaves. 9.8 million people needed help from 300,000 mental health providers. Wow. That is... Does that put it in perspective? Yeah, for That's sure. That's wild. 
That yeah. almost makes me emotional. Yeah. Like, that's, that's right. That's awful. It's awful. It's awful. And guess what? Those 300,000, those 300,000 may or may not take insurance. Yeah. They may only take insurance. And they only take private insurance. Exactly. And that's where or we a referral really from get, a GP or whatever. Or requ- yeah. you know, who knows with all the health plans that are out there and all the requirements that are that are from those health plans. And I'm and you're making me cry, Coel, because it is. Sorry. It's like I, I liken back to when we've had family members that needed help, and not, but just shut the door, yeah. shut the door, shut the door, and you feel so fucking helpless you mm-hmm. just feel so helpless it's like here i know i have this issue i know i need help i know some in my family needs help yeah. but there's nowhere to turn yeah and you go back to your house and you still have the same issue and you don't have anybody to talk to no resources you can't go see anybody you can't yeah. go see anybody and here here's the real thing you know you need to see somebody that's impartial right yeah and i've said this all along we everybody could benefit from counseling. Everybody in this world, mm-hmm. right, could benefit from an independent counselor who can just vet your feelings, help you vet, help you vet your feelings. Be non-biased. Right? Be non-biased. That's the key, because every family member has a vested interest in you as a family yeah, member, right. right? And so they've all got their take on it. And you know, if I were going to tell you something, Kenna, I would say it from mom's perspective and blah blah blah. But or the history count- of that person, and then oh, you're probably it's probably this, or it's probably that. Instead of or you like just you said, being emotional, yeah, you know, whatever. But an independent counselor doesn't have that bias, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's why I think it's so important to not just be counseled by your family. Of course, that's important because you want the support of your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as far as helping you sort out these things. That may be of your concern. It really takes, I believe, somebody independent and 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 trained in how to help you navigate those feelings. Mm-hmm. Of course. Right? And like you were saying, the 300,000 people, and I don't want to make any assumptions and I'm not speaking from a place of personal experience, but how many of those 300,000 people, like, okay, like, how many of those 300,000 people would be a match to help me specifically? Exactly. There's probably only a handful, handful of those of people that would be a match for me. So not only... Is it That's exactly only 300,000 right. people for 9.2 million or whatever you said? Um, but now it's who is a right match for you. And it's also who's really in it for the right reasons. Because unfortunately, there are people that get that certification and that degree. And I'm not making mentioning specifics, well, but it's a burnout. That they it do burn it out. for the money. They and don't can really burn do it. They can and burn, and out. burn out, of course. There's a lot of different reasons why people... Yeah aren't reaching their full potential as a therapist. Right. And it's it's one of those things, like, I think I can save the world. That's like, that's why I am trying to get my master's degree to I, do that so that I am the one that can help everyone. Yeah. I have had um, people that I know that, you know, it took so long to get a therapist in the first place. Uh-huh. Even though this therapist isn't working for them. They stick with it. They stick with it. Yeah. I don't want to have to explain my story over and over and yes. over and over and over again to yeah. a new person. Yeah. I mean, I've seen four four different therapists, and that's me, like, not actively trying to find one that sticks. Like, yeah. I've just seen four different people, and, I mean, my most recent one I liked, but... But could you imagine, like, not being able to... Exactly. Just because of time. Like, you need help now. Like, you don't need help... Like, I'm not going to go through this process. It's going to take me another month or two just to talk to somebody new and then explain my story again. Exactly. And And it's daunting. So let me add to that because that's exactly right. But let me add to that, which is is the ugly part of this. And that is 
the insurance piece of it. Yeah, I was just thinking Right? Like, not all those counselors, not all those 300,000 counselors are going to take your health plan. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And when you talk about Medicaid, which is the government-sponsored health plan that low-income folks can be on, can qualify for, there are even fewer than 300,000 that will accept of Medicaid. Course, yeah. And the reality is Medicaid doesn't pay very well, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that it doesn't pay as a counselor. Uh, you know, the reimbursement rate is very low. Yeah. It's reality. And uh, I know a lot of counselors that do it because it's, they feel like, you know, I'm trained. It, it, it's part of my responsibility as a human, as a trained human being and as a counselor to help my fellow human being. Mm-hmm. Regardless so of the money that I'm exactly. making. Therefore, I'm going to take a very low reimbursement because it, I feel like it's important to me. There's not a lot of them that, I shouldn't say that. I, I can't quantify that. There may not be yeah. a lot of them that feel that way. I appreciate you saying, um, especially when you, when you said low income, it reminded me of lower funded areas too. Mm-hmm. How many yep. counselors do you think are in walking distance of you? Exactly. What if you don't have transportation? Transportation. Yep. I mean, you know, and you don't have, you know, a smartphone or whatever, you know, a and PC. And you can't do a, a vir- virtual visit. A virtual visit, yeah. I yep. mean... Yeah, and, and, how many know, counselors do you think are in lower-funded communities? Probably not a lot. Not a lot. not a lot. And then how about I have children? So mm-hmm. now I need to have child care so that I can go talk to my counselor, yeah. but I don't have a car, mm-hmm. right? So that is that is all-encompassing when it comes to a Medicaid population. So what do you think would be, like, a good incentive for providers of mental health care, what do you think would be like a good incentive for, for people to want to participate more in the Medicaid system? Well, I'm glad you asked because <laughs> very recently, as a matter of fact, we had a gubernatorial candidate mm-hmm. in the state of Texas who Ken and I were fortunate to meet. Oh. Coel and I were fortunate <laughs> it's to like meet. like you were there too? <laughs> I remember that. Kenna, we talked to Kenna oh, about yeah. it. <laughs> and one of the questions that I asked this individual was, I think it's wonderful that you want to open the Medicaid roles I, 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 and, and expand Medicaid to reach more people. But what are you going to do? You know, you can say, okay, let's open up the gates and we can have, let me see, do I even have the number here? Hold on a second. I like that all the noises are in those too. Like the clinking of the glass and like the drinking of the water. water. <laughs> hey, it's real life. It's just um, a real world. It's a real world. It's a real, it's a real world. world. <laughs> Get used to it. Get used to it. Get I don't have the number the down here. I, make I an appointment. Have, I don't have the number down here. But anyway, it's it's <clears throat> out of the Medicaid. Um, what was I, What was what was your question? More incentives. More incentives. For, yes. Yeah, for people um, to participate in Medicaid. Yes, I don't know how many. I don't. That, that's the number. I don't have the number down here about how many people that are on Medicaid. In the state of Texas, I'm sorry, the okay. state of Texas, uh, uh, seeking mental health services. Mm-hmm. But let's just say it's you know why. Well, if you want to open Y up, and now you have Y and Z population, right? Mm-hmm. You've just increased it by Z. Mm-hmm. Who's going to see Z? Mm-hmm. Right? Who is going to see Z if your if your providers are already saying nope? I'm I, that's yeah. it. I'll take you know a hundred patients a month, and that's all I'm going to take. So you're saying we can ex- sorry that we can expand Medicaid like as far as like budget, but that doesn't necessarily mean that upper, more people are going to be seen. That you're going to yeah. You're just going to add more people to the roles yeah. with no more resources to help them. Mm-hmm. So what's going to have to happen is there needs to be a financial incentive for those providers, the Medicaid 
I'm going to sound like I'm running for the governor, but <laughs> it needs to. They, I think you would do a great job. The thanks. <laughs> uh, there needs to be a, a better resource, a better reimbursement rate. Period. So yeah. I will just pepper this in here. Um, when I worked at the counseling center, there was, I mean, we had 80 plus counselors. Each person is just that one person. And they took maybe like 60 to 70 patients per per counselor. Right. You can't physically fit more than a certain amount of people in your schedule to see right. them. Yeah. They see eight people a day, you know, eight hours, an hour per session. Actually, seven because they need an hour for lunch. Or mm-hmm. sometimes they would to see pee. people during their lunch. Yeah. Exactly. They have like 15 minutes between each person. Some of them do at, like after hours and stuff like that. But there's only so much time that one person has. So mm-hmm. it's what I think it really boils down to is teaching why mental health is so important at a young age in mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. making a mandatory intro to psych class in high school, and getting more people exposed to the career field of mental health. Because I agree with that. If you have mm-hmm. more people understanding, not only are you going to have people that can help themselves because now they understand what they might be experiencing and how to treat it mm-hmm. because they have that education, but you might also have people that are more willing to pursue that as a career just because of one class in high school i mean shit i had you know health for example in high school it's required for everything i learned a lot in health class i got cpr certified because of health class like that is an important thing that i think everyone should you know have to take and you know at least high school sure yeah but educating people early on Mm -hmm. again more jobs that would be potentially looked into and you know, now you know how to treat anxiety for yourself if you're experiencing that for later sure. in life. There's a child psychologist at my kid's school this year, which I thought is really cool. So yeah. um, they sit in and on the meetings, parent-teacher meetings, things like that as well. <coughs> Excuse me. Talking about, like, de- developmentally in a, like, talking about emotionally, developmentally, where, you know, your child is at as far as, you know, these maybe um, mental milestones things like that, how they're participating with other kids, any warning signs um, about behavior, any of that other stuff. And he's in elementary school. Like, That's great. That do should they, be a thing. Does that child psychologist do any kind of classroom work, or is are they just in there in case a child needs to see them? Because I like the idea of having, like, an on-site counselor if a child needs, you know, additional right. assistance or if they come for it. But I also think that that person should be hosting not like seminars, but you know what I mean? Like I, being yeah. more integrated in the classroom sure. instead of just sitting there in case of a crisis. This right? is more of like a, so there is like a guidance counselor, but this is a child psychologist. Okay. And from my understanding, the child psychologist goes into the classroom and observes behavior. That's, okay, or that's what I was asking. Observes that's awesome. recess or, you know. And uh, watches for those signs. Watches for those signs and how kids interact with each other. And, that you is know. absolutely amazing. So the kids know them, you know, and, um, probably feels comfortable speaking with yeah. them if, if anything, you yeah. know. Well, that's great. Yeah. I didn't have that when I was in, even when I was Me in elementary yeah. school. I know so, I'm the, the I, youngest of the three. That was what I was going to say, and that ties in really well, Koala, mm-hmm. because one of the things that we're talking about, how do, how do, we, how do we address all of this? Mm-hmm. One of those is awareness, mm-hmm. that mental health is not a stigma. Right. It should not be a stigma. Right. And the fact that, I mean, mental health, mental health and physical health are equal. And the more mental health you issues you have, the more physical health yeah. issues you're going sure, to yeah. exhibit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or vice versa, mm-hmm. right? If I'm feeling, you know, really physically sick, 
it's going to weigh on my psyche. Mm-hmm. It's no. going to weigh on my mental health. <clears throat> if my mental health is not good, <clears throat> then I'm not going to take care of my body. Right. Yeah. And so the fact that the integration is in school early mm-hmm. on, it shows kids very early, this is nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. You know, this is, um, and, and, and in fact, it's not even going to be a topic in the future that I should be ashamed of it. Right. It's going to be so normal for them. Exactly. I pray that it becomes so normal for them that they don't, They you know, it's because you can't see it that people think it's abnormal. It's not real. Right. Right. It's in here, yeah. right? And I'm pointing to my head. It's in here. <laughs> it's in here. I can't see that. That sounded really funny in the, it in the headphones. <laughs> it's in here. I can't see. I can see cancer. Yeah. I can't see mental illness. Yeah, of right? course. But it's real. And yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll be the first to say, like, none of us are perfect. All of us experience mental health, you know, issues, myself yeah. included, especially. And I still like have anxiety. I had anxiety this morning. You know, it doesn't go away. Yeah. But now I know how to. I had it last night and I had it this morning, actually. It's the and chest now I tightening know, for me. I can't stand yeah, that but feeling. But now I know how to approach that for myself because I'm educated on it. It's not yeah. like a couple of years ago, like I said, in the last DAK Live, like I would just freak out and have a panic attack. And yeah. now I'm like, okay, cool. I have a panic attack coming on. And even Casey, like I've educated Casey on yeah. it too. Last night I told him, I said, I'm having a panic attack. I'm, 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 I wasn't talking and he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm trying to prevent myself because I feel like I might have a panic attack coming on. And he goes okay, you're okay, you're safe. Like, now he's known knows how to respond yep. to me because we've mm-hmm. educated each other on, how, like, what we need, you know, in that yeah. moment. Yeah. And it's not, again, we Instead always of saying, to, oh, you're not, you're fine. Oh, chill out, you're oh, fine. Oh, just, just get over it. Just oh, get over it. Just don't think about it. Hmm, never thought just of that. Just don't think about it. Yeah, just don't think <laughs> about it. Well, thanks for telling me <laughs> oh, that. Shit, I time. wish you'd have been around. Yeah. Right <laughs> you must have a degree. <laughs> For real. But no, and like, it, it's, it's, I'm again, scared of you. Oh, God, seriously. Yeah, let's just pepper this in oh, here no. that we don't need to protect ourselves from people with mental illness. That's true. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk yeah, about that for a hot People with mental illness are not scary. You don't need to protect yeah, you don't need yourself. To oh, I'm sorry. Don't and you avoid. don't need to learn how to spot a psychopath. Yeah. Okay. You need to learn the signs and the symptoms. And it's like, oh, yeah. Okay, let me just change this around. I have my binoculars. Second. Yeah, yeah, I'm spotting us. Exactly. Um, I did actually find earlier, I didn't want to do like extensive research before this episode, but I did find um, something that I didn't know existed. So there's actually a crisis text line. Yes. Oh, a text line. A text line. And it is, you text the word crisis. Crisis? Is that what I said? It sounded like like, a capital T at the end. Crisis. Crisis. (laughs) Merry crisis. It's a crisis where it lent. That works. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crisis because I said crisis text is what I said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. So it's a crisis sense. text line. You text the word stop. <laughs> no, not stop. You you stop. Text stop. Text the word stop. Stop it. Stop it. You text, Get some help. <clears throat> you text the word signs. S i g n s. Okay. To seven four one seven four one. Okay. This will give you 24-7 anonymous free crisis counseling. Ooh. That is amazing. Anonymous and free 24-7 crisis counseling. Again, you text the word signs national. to 741-741. I think it is national because it comes from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention oh. website. And um, That's really good. Also, I'll put that in the show notes so that you guys, if you missed that, you can read it down there. There is also a disaster distress helpline. You can call or text, and the number is 1-800-985-5990, and you can also press 2 for Spanish. They have it in Spanish as well. Cool. I just thought those were interesting because and informative because 
We always put the, you know, National Suicide Hotline and then the Trevor Project in our show notes, yeah. but those two we haven't mentioned yet on the episodes. So those are good ones. And then this website, um, it's literally the, again, CDC. So it's cdc.gov slash mental health. And it has all of those phone numbers for veterans, for the elderly, for Ooh, now domestic wow. abuse, all of that stuff. So okay. I found that earlier. thought that was uh, nice to pepper it. That's pepper really, it really good. I always say pepper it in. Mm-hmm. So should, we just, should we salt it in sometimes? Or just no, pepper just always pepper. <laughs> just pepper, pepper it in. I'm allergic to pepper. <laughs> so while we're on the... Uh, topic of resources, NAMI, which is N-A-M-I, National Association of Mental Illness, that is that is a great website uh, for resources of any kind related to, there's actually a NAMI uh, day where oh. it's, uh, it, it, I've it's heard NAMI day before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's meant to raise the, um, and, and kind of erase the men, men, the stigma of mental illness. So great resources there. Also, in the state of Texas, I know that many of the listeners are not, but in the state of Texas, you can dial 211 option 8, which is uh, a direct line to the local mental health authority for that area. Oh, wow. It's a crisis hotline. Um, the local mental health authorities are, they used to call them MHMRs, mental health, mental retardation centers. That's an old, old outdated yeah, phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the MHMRs are staffed specifically for, uh, mental health, obviously, and mental health resources. And mm-hmm. they, uh, will also be, uh, a resource for those in crisis, immediate crisis, yeah. right? Uh, if you have a family member who's in crisis, you can call this, um, and get, get help immediately advice uh you know if if there needs to be immediate resources sent to your home or wherever you're at oh, okay they'll wow. meet you that wow. is a that's Ooh, definitely one. Again. Yeah, definitely a, a place to go and two on one is also a way to also apply for um government assistance as well that's right yeah so um that's right. help in texas.com help in texas your texas benefits uh-huh and that that is yeah. great because the the beauty of that is that they've really simplified the application process. Mm -hmm. You have one application for every benefit in Texas. Okay. And I'm sure other states do it too. I just, Mm -hmm. I just mentioned Texas because that's what I'm versed in, but Mm -hmm. there, there are, um, one application that you fill out and it will, it will apply, it will, it will be applicable to every resource that's available, government sponsored resource that's available, whether it be TANF, which is temporary aid to needy families, or whether it be to, um, you know, food needs or transportation needs or uh, medical needs or, you know, et cetera. Yeah. They also have the Texas Healthy Women, Healthy Women yes. in Texas. Yeah. Healthy Women, which also, believe it or not, doesn't just cover PAPs and mammograms, et cetera. Oh, okay. It can cover mental health as well. Oh, mm-hmm. that makes sense. So, uh, and birth Post-partum control and, and that. Stuff. Yes. I'm pretty post-partum. sure almost every, uh, you know, person that applies for uh, Healthy Women, Texas Healthy Women, I'm pretty sure gets approved if not automatically, yes. I yeah, mean, it's, it's really very really low qualifications common. for that. Well, and it's yeah. such a great, I mean, th- that's just necessary. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Okay, so let's fast forward that. You have, you're a woman, you have medical needs, you can't afford to go get your pap smear. Now you're worried, you know, now you're worried that you have, you know, a commun- uh, you know, a venereal disease, or you're pregnant, you have uh, a lump in your breast, you have all these other things. Mm-hmm. What's that going to do to your psyche? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right? You talk about stress. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now I'm worried about that. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to take that out on everybody around me because I'm worried about it. Right. right? So mm-hmm. all of that is so interconnected. Yeah. That's I wanted so to, sorry, just edit what I said earlier. What I said was accurate, but I also found a number because um, that crisis li- text line, the one that I said, 
is available in Canada, the UK, and Ireland, actually. Oh, so, wow. Um, so That's the United awesome. States and Canada is the one that I said you can text also the word HOME to 741741 in the US and Canada. In the UK, the number is 85258. And then in Ireland, the number is 50808. Just to let anyone know. Cool. If you're listening great to those Canada, countries, you great. can use those. Yeah. Also, I have a revision because somebody messaged on the Instagram that I put the wrong correctional facil- facility on I the saw that. episode. So uh, on uh, Susan Smith, she was originally in Camille and then she moved to this other gotcha. one. Which yeah, was I remember Leia, seeing that. Leah Correctional yeah. Facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, comment. So that user, or, I'm sorry, that user, that, that, um, what would you what would you call listener? Yeah, <laughs> that sounds listener. like sounds three like syllables. three syllables. What are those people that listen give. to the podcast call? <laughs> I don't know. They listen to the podcast. Um, yeah. So that listener was correct. Yes, yeah. she's currently housed okay. not in the Camille Correctional, right. um, but was moved. But yeah, apparently, after she was moved, was when she got into a lot of trouble. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm not nice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She started doing drugs. Does not equal nice. So I have a couple of other factoids to throw out there. Uh, We talk about those that are are in counseling. Even at those that have have sought counseling, uh, 27% feel like their needs have been unmet. Unmet. Wow. So So there is still even that. That still further kind of underscores the the fact that there's not that many counselors So available. even if you go through all of that all process, of that, you still feel still, like your needs have been. You, wow. you open the wound, open the wound, open the wound, Sorry. and then you're still not And helped. you're still not there. God, One okay. of the other things that used to be said, and, and, you know, I don't know the median age of our listeners, but it, one of the things that used to be prior to uh, 2014, um, you guys remember the ACA, right? The Affordable Care Act. Yes. And it was just mm-hmm. politically, it was a bomb. Everybody was just like, yeah, Obamacare, and blah, blah, blah. We got this, <laughs> it's socialism and all this kind of stuff, right? <laughs> Depends on which side you sit on. But one of the beautiful things that came out of ACA was the abolishment of a pre-existing condition. Mm-hmm. And no longer can an insurance company use a pre-existing condition to deny you coverage, mm-hmm. which we personally were part of, right? Go um, ahead. Will you explain that a little bit more, yeah. like what okay. a pre-existing condition okay. means? So a pre-existing condition means that if you have ever been treated for this condition before, you were insured by me, mm-hmm. right, by this agency, you no longer get covered for that. In other words, I have diabetes, right, and I change insurance companies. Now, my it, prior to night, uh, 2014... The insurance company could say, oh, no, you've already been diagnosed with this, so you're excluded. You cannot be treated for diabetes and it'd be covered under this health plan. Would you have to then go to, like, a general practitioner underneath that insurance and then get another referral and then get re-diagnosed with it? You'd have to change insurance plans. Right. You could not be covered. They would not cover Even if it's an ongoing condition? Yes. It's pre-existing. Why? That's what I said. It's BS. <laughs> so what does that mean? Here's exactly. You don't have diabetes anymore. Yeah. Just because you changed insurance says you're good. You're cured. Well, isn't that what healthcare is for? Literally. Right. Yeah. I mean, come on. That also goes to mental health. So if you'd ever been treated for anything mental health prior. Oh, hell no. Oh, yeah. Right? Imagine someone you. that's been diagnosed on the schizophrenia spectrum yeah. and they change insurances and now they can no longer receive medication. Hello? Yeah. That is yes. detrimental. Hello? That is that- you're terrible. killing people. Okay, so you're killing people. So, Literally. case in point, Cameron. Yeah, that's exactly what happened with her. Mm. She was diagnosed with, a, you know, a, a needed treatment for mental health, 
we went from one. I'm not even tell you the insurance company because I don't want to get sued. But it was <laughs> not one, our channel, please. <laughs> one plan by this company, and it from it was covered under your dad. Then it changed to my plan. Same company. What? Different Same plan. Same company. Just with a different different employer. Different employer plan. <laughs> and they dropped her in the middle of that and said, "Sorry, you can't be treated for that." For the listeners that don't know, our, that's our other, other sister. Her name was Cameron. Our mid yes. sister, yes. That dropped is her, ridiculous. Dropped her mid, mid treatment. She How long not, was she being she treated? Was, she had been treated for a, like a few know, months, a couple of years, oh, or, years. Or a year or, or so, and then, and then what? She had just had to quit medication cold turkey. Exactly. That's exactly. That is what terrifying. That is terrifying. Can I sue them? Because <laughs> that was the way it was. That's ridiculous. So for about nine months, she went without treatment or medication. Oh my god! Somebody that has, and any anybody that has that's on the sitting on the uh, schizophrenia spectrum, bipolar disorder, that would break your brain. It, that would break your brain. I mean, case in point. Case yeah. in point. So really, really, hard. I did not know that. That so is the news Affordable to Care me. Act. While it did have some things and does have some things that, uh, you know. Uh, like one of the things that people complained about is that they, they, they didn't want to be fined in their taxes because they didn't have insurance. And I get that, you know, I, yeah, I get that, that. I hated that. But this other piece <laughs> like, of why? it that you, that prior to ACA, you could be denied for existing I coverages. did not know that. That is that ridiculous. Wow. It sucks. It sucked. It sucked. So. <laughs> it sucked. Duh, duh, duh. So anyway, wow. that, that was that. Yeah. That's what happened. That is. True, well, true, I'm glad that it's happened. been revised, I guess, but... No, and there's a lot of... There were a lot of benefits to it. You know, I'm not a political person. I'm not preaching political support here or, or there. I just know what I believe in and what's comfortable. Yeah. And what makes just normal sense but to yeah, me. Yeah, that, I mean, that does make... Sense to me. That does make sense to, you know, not have people stop their medications. Exactly. <laughs> that they're already getting treated <laughs> for. It does make sense. It does make sense. cause people to, to relapse on Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Gosh. That's awful. So what else do you want to know? Uh, What time is it? 6.55. How, how long has it been? It's been about 40 seven. minutes. Oh, okay. Only 40 minutes? Yeah. I feel like the we've covered so much. <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead, Quill. Um, no questions. Not that I have the answers. Oh, tell us about the answers. the Battle of the Flowers thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You. Tell us about the Battle wow. of the Flowers thing. okay, so... Well, let's educate on what the Battle of Flowers parade is, though, oh, for sure. non-San yeah. Antonio, non-Texas listeners. Sure. Okay, so this is kind of like our mental health... Pe- oh, well, I guess we have been talking about it. No, we'll, we'll just, just talk about it. We'll just talk about it. Interesting story. Just talk about it. Well, it kind of ties into true crime as well, so... I mean, true. We won't crime. go really too far into true crime. Okay, so... Turn the page in the book. New subject, sort of. Should I just Google Battle of the Flowers? Well, what did what what what? what okay. Mean, what, what, <laughs> what, 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 I was getting ready to start a rap. What, 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 what. She's, gonna, would, she's gonna rap to you guys. Hey, about the money. Of the <laughs> if I'm freestyled right it's now. The rap battle of flowers. <laughs> the rap battle of flowers. So Fiesta, for those who don't know, Fiesta is a citywide party uh, in. In uh, town, <laughs> San Antonio, Texas. I crack myself up. <laughs> uh, a citywide party that lasts two plus weeks. 
it's a it, it happens around April of every year, and it is like the party to end all parties. Kind of like if you were from New Orleans and you went to Mardi Gras. Not as nasty as that could be. Oh my God! <laughs> Sorry, tell us how you really feel. Well, no, I'm just saying because there's a lot of because <laughs> they don't a have, lot of we don't have a Bourbon Street. We have plenty of piss-filled streets, I promise. <laughs> no, not that. I'm just talking about that. Like, oh, like flashing and flashing. Flashing and beads and stuff. That's not what Fiesta's yeah. about. Well, I don't know. Maybe in some parts of Fiesta. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely in some parts I'm of sure. Fiesta. I'm sure. Anyway, it's you're stri- strike, strike that. Strike that. No, I don't want to alienate our New Orleans friends. Sorry. No, no. It's okay. Because uh, plenty. I've been... Every, anyway. Um, Fiesta is not just one event. It's a series of events across the city. Lots of fun, uh, you know. A lot of um, nonprofits uh, earn money throughout the year yeah. based on uh, the, you know, the festivals that they have, and it's kind of their one big thing a year. So anyway, it's just a, it's just a big party. Everybody has a good time at Fiesta. Food is good. Food is great. One of the events the that is happens sick. is the Battle of Flowers. The history of it, Koa will have to fill you in on because she's scrolling here. I'm scrolling. I'm trying to find. But the Battle of Flowers is a yeah. a huge parade. One of there's I think there's like I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. There's like four parades that that week or those two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, King William is one of my favorites, and uh, they do a little dog parade. It's super cute, and then they have a night parade. Everybody wears like glow sticks and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I say um, it like I haven't been. Yeah. Then there's a river <laughs> oh, parade. Cool. goes down the Sanchez River yeah. and on floats and stuff. Anyway, Battle Flowers, huge. Daytime parade. As a matter of fact, it's so big that the schools are closed on mm-hmm, that Friday mm-hmm. when it happens, right? Uh, and it's downtown uh, San Antonio. It, It's a, oh, gosh, I can't tell you how many miles long it is, but every... Every school participates. Oh, you know, it's just huge, right? If you can imagine. I like, actually danced in the Battle of Flowers Parade when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So did I. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. So let's think like Rose Bowl Parade, right? Yeah. It's kind of like that that uh, popular. So the Battle of the Flowers Association is a civic nonprofit organization whose objective is to teach the history of our state and keep the patriotic traditions of Texas and San Antonio alive. There you, there you go. go. But why do they call it Battle of Flowers? Do they throw flowers at each know. other or something? <laughs> There's a lot of flowers. There's definitely a lot of flowers. flowers. See, I was thinking like Rose Bowl. Like it's kind of like that, right? Like all the floats have flowers on them. And, and one of the things is all the queens, the beauty queens and the, the pageant queens and stuff, they, they, they all the participants yell, show us your boots! Right? Oh, instead of boobs. <laughs> Show us your, your boots. boots. Your I know. shoes. Show us like your shoes. Yeah. Your boots. Cowboy boots. And they all have cowboy boots Not on. Not Mardi so Gras. They, they yeah. pull up their they pull up their dress to their knees and they show their shoes, right? That's I'm sorry I keep kicking. It's okay. Right? I just It's just very loud. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um anywho, that's that's what part of it is. So, so it commemorates th- the Battle of the Alamo, essentially. Okay. But it's from the perspective of women. Hmm. Okay. Or it's celebration of women. It says Fiesta is the city's biggest festival with an economic impact of $340 million for the city. That's wild. The city of of San Antonio owns its annual Fiesta, owes its annual Fiesta to a small group of passionate, dedicated women who started it all with the Battle of the Flowers Parade in 1891. And that's the the Daughters of the Republic. Yes. Yes. I think the funny... manage the Alamo still to this day. The funny thing is, is that it's made, like, it's a, it's... A thing so that you can keep the you know history of our city alive, and we like don't even know how to describe it without looking. 
It's just like people celebrating St. Patrick's Day, and it's like, what do you like about St. Patrick's Day? Green beer. Green. Yeah. It's green. I got pinched because I didn't wear green. <laughs> All right, let's hear your story. So anyway, uh, 1979, a long time ago, when I was in Turn that way. college, I am I'm just trying to get comfortable. In college, I know your ass starts falling asleep on these little chairs. One of the one of the places, uh, I, well, I worked through college, and and one of the, the the place that I worked through college was called Paul Anderson Company, and it was an office supply company, and it was you know clerical work, and it was great. I had a lot of great friends there, great family group, the whole thing. Well, we had three locations in San Antonio, and one of them was downtown on the parade route, right? So Mr. Anderson would close the store on Friday so that we could go to that location, 125 Broadway, we could go to that location and we could um, watch the parade from the first or second floor of the building, mm-hmm. right? So we didn't have to be in the crowd. Yeah. Right. That, it, it was super cool, right? That is cool. And he, I mean, that he would close the, 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 you know, the store, uh, all three locations for us so we could go do that. So that's what we did. Um, friends and I, we decided to go down there. Well, let me back up just a second. So throughout my life, I've been heavily involved in a, um, a, the Lutheran Church and the organizations of the Lutheran Church. And one of those things that we did to raise money uh, for our youth groups and all was uh, we participated in the Lutheran Coronation. And the Coronation is much like the Fiesta Coronation where they crown a queen and mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. have these big, long ball gowns and I mean not even ball gowns we have these long trains that are encrusted with jewels and you know all this and um we and it's to raise money for the Lutheran like I said for the Lutheran churches and for the Lutheran hospitals here in San Antonio Hmm. so my parents have always been very very involved in that and even though I currently in 1979 was not in the coronation, my parents were still sponsors of the of the the float because mm-hmm. we would ride in the float. Uh, the queen would sit 12 feet up on the very top of this float with mm-hmm. her train hanging down the back of it. Yeah, so you could see it all. You could see it That's all. It's cool. gorgeous. Yeah. And then the 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 queen, the princess, would sit in the front, and some of the pages would sit all throughout it. Well, in order to be on the flow, because it's in April, right? Winds blow up, you know, this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You would, as the queen, when I was the queen, you would, and Wendy what was, the, we, Wendy was the queen the too. Queen? Oh, gosh. Not ancient I thought history. you said 82. No, 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 no. I was, um, no, uh, 79 was when this happened. I was queen oh, so before been, that. Oh, okay. It was like 74. Six seventy five, and so then when she was, was Miss San Antonio, right? yeah, that's what that was Miss San Antonio, nineteen eighty, nineteen eighty. Okay, yeah. right. our mom was a queen. Uh, yes, that's true. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> she was in pageants. <laughs> so, um, where was I? So, my parents were still very, very involved in it. Oh, and, you were saying and, about April and it being windy. Yes. Of, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So, <laughs> in order for it to look appropriate, your dress had to be stapled down to. Float. Oh my gosh. I would be so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, well, don't you like, hand make some of that stuff? Oh, you're, it's all handmade. Yeah, it's, it's all handmade. Hand sewn and everything. Oh, I'd be pissed yeah. after all that work. You're going to staple my shit. But otherwise, it, the train, that long, it could blow you off of there. Yeah. Right? That's if true, someone true. caught the train and the train's 15 <laughs> feet long, <laughs> there she goes. Like a little parachute. All I was thinking is like those drag race parachutes. Yeah. Like when you go too, <laughs> when you go so, too fast. So, uh, 
that year, my sister was, my sister's nine years younger, right? And I was, pff, how old was I in 79? 18. And so it hadn't turned. Oh yeah, yet. 18. And so Wendy was 10, right? Eight is 10, 11, right? And uh, we were, oh, so back up. So we're all stapled down. Everybody stapled down this whole You time. were stapled down? No, not then. But, <laughs> wait, the, but the before I was, had been. Leah, Leah Luncheon stapled. was the queen that year, I remember. And her dress was solid white with some pink flowers on it, I remember. That's important for this story. Okay. So fast forward, the parade is supposed to start. Okay. Okay. And you're on the roof. Or on the second floor. Second floor. And the second floor had a landing above the first floor. That police officer was sitting. We had the windows open. Mm -hmm. And the police officer was sitting on the landing, right, That that at the second floor. We had mm. the windows open, and we were waiting for the parade just to go by. And um, we hear a walkie-talkie. And the parade's supposed to start. You know, now, mind you, this is way before cell phones. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, this is like, you know... If you needed somebody, you'd have to wait to meet them somewhere that yeah. you agreed upon yeah. earlier. <laughs> and so we're hearing this back that and forth. dating sucked then. Yeah. Oh, you'd wait at home all night for that phone to ring. Really, well, and I'm guess what? Like... When somebody would answer the phone, you go, hang up, hang up. I'm waiting for a call. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you say, I'll meet you at the restaurant at 7. You show up. There's no, like, texting, like, hey, are you close by? Like, or yeah. is this going to be... It's like, there's no, no you location. Got shut up. Or, Get yeah. off the internet. I need to use the phone. No, there's none of that either. <laughs> so, I remember that. Yes. <laughs> so we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And it literally, it's like 30 minutes before when the parade is supposed to start. Well, we kept hearing this cop talking. Well, he finally says, I mean, it's pro, I would, I don't know, in my memory, maybe 40, 45 minutes after the parade's supposed to start. Oh my gosh. And he says, there's a shooter. <gasps> what? At the beginning of the parade. Like Wait, at so the start? The, okay, just to put it oh into perspective God. for everyone, the parade is very long. So when you're in the area that you're in, you have no idea what's going on at beginning. either end of the parade because right. it's so long. You can't even hear anything. Yeah. So There's an active shooter, active shooter at the beginning of the parade. 1979 was the first time I heard the word active shooter. Wow. What about but what about the shooting at Austin, uh, University Columbine? of Austin? No, University oh, of Austin. That was... That, that was, was 76. I don't know when that was, 73, mm -hmm. something like that. But I that was like Austin, so it was like yeah. an hour and a half away from me. It, right. it, like, it didn't even register in my conscious. Yeah. That's um, crazy. So 66. you heard it over the... I heard it over oh, the cops. 66. Over the, the cops. cops. The cops so said... So 10 years after. There is a shooter. Oh We're like, gosh. oh my God, they're canceling the parade. I mean, all this is like oh, coming yeah. at us like boom, 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 you know? And you're and getting I'm like a first-hand account of it. You're like, here the I'm guy. I'm panicked. Or... My mm. parents and my sister are or in down the front there. of the parade. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so scary. I just got full body heaves again. Yeah. Oh my that, gosh. Because our float was down there. So what did you, did you go, went? We left. We left. And Tony, my boyfriend at the time, Tony, we drove home not knowing what we were going to find. Because you couldn't go, they wouldn't let couldn't, you go up there. No, and th how would you find them in that crowd? Yeah, that's true. It's true, and you can't text or call and be like, are you okay? Are you alive? Yeah. Oh, my so gosh. So I get home, and I wait, and I wait, and I wait, and no idea. Oh, my God, that's so terrible. And I wait, and I wait, and a period of time, I don't know how long. My well, it felt like forever. My parents show up, and my mother is just white as that sheet right there. Oh, my gosh. And she begins to tell us that they were, her and Wendy, my dad was with the float. And 
my sister and my mom were walking towards Broadway because it happened at Broadway and Grayson. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right where that That's a great Mexican there. restaurant is. By like is Josephine right kind of? Yeah, yeah. yeah, right there. And so what happened was, um, well, let me finish that account and then I'll tell you who it was. But the uh, they start walking towards the um, the front of the parade, which is at Broadway and Grayson. Ma and Wendy? Yes. Okay. And mom said she hears fireworks go off. And she's like, oh, the parade's getting ready to start. Let's hurry. Let's hurry. Oh, my gosh. And so they start hurrying towards the front of the parade. And they towards realize. Towards the noise? Yes. Because they think it's, oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my God. And they were probably a block away, maybe. And they were out. They were they were not under 35 anymore. But Paul was there. Paul was at the float, waiting at the float. And at the back of the float. And Mom and Wendy were walking towards the, the float, where the float was at, and right towards that. And so they, uh, Mom said she also, she just realized that people were running towards like her. Like the opposite way. You know? Oh, hell no. With that. The call is coming Screaming. from inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. Screaming, screaming, and oh my gosh. people were taking cover behind their lawn chairs. Because, <sighs> like, where do you go? Where You're do you in go? An open Especially space. with because that many people. When we were downtown at the George George Floyd, uh, well, just, you know, Black Lives Matter, the peaceful protest, there was a noise that happened or something. And, I mean, it was, like, scared, like, like the wildebeest moment in Lion King. Everybody's running in a certain yeah. direction. If you're standing still, you're going to get, get run, run over. over. Yeah. Like, you it's have true. to move Well, with you know, people. and you don't expect anything like that. So, how, right. like, yeah, how, exactly. how, how quick does your brain have to go it's fight to or register flight. Yeah. what's happening? And why are people running towards us when the parade's that way? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And... Especially at that time, you don't immediately think there's a shooter. Of course Nowadays not. you would, but yeah. at that time you would never think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And so mom said when she realized that there must be an emergency, she looked to her left or right, I'm not sure which, and all she could see was Leah in that white dress at the very top, just trying right. to get out, out of the dress, dress that stapled down to the parade. To God, the, the Oh, it's that terrifying. is so scary. Oh my, my hands like over my you mouth. Can't yeah, move. I can't you can't it. move. I mean, you are stapled down, like you were a and sitting zipped, duck. She is zipped into the dress, stapled you were at the top of twelve feet. Tall. A sitting duck. Did she get shot? She did not get shot. Thank God. <sighs> so someone, oh, God. someone <laughs> from the group got up there, unzipped her, which all she had on was just her undergarments. What like a, a fucking yeah. hero! And she got down in her underwear. I, I would be down butt naked if I had to. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So. No one's worried about my parts when there's a shooter. Exactly. Everybody's <laughs> staring at that, <laughs> not at me. Yeah. So what happened was, and I don't know all the details. I don't know, you know, a ton of details of, of his history, but his name was, do I say his name? You can say it. Yeah. Ira Atterbury. And he was I well. Ira. 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 Atterbury. A-T-T-E-B-U-R-Y. Mm-hmm. Atterbury. He was a apparently very well known in the mental um, health facilities in San Antonio, uh, having a history of uh, mental illness uh, stemming from some war trauma, mm-hmm. etc. It says that wow. um, he had PCP in his in his body, and he <gasps> was doing drugs. Wow! And so what he had done, he had taken his his tra- his travel trailer, and he had parked it. At that corner um, of Grayson and Broadway, the night before, the two days before, 
in preparation for the parade. Well, when people started oh, so yeah, gathering, he planned it. don't know if he planned it or if it was, he thought, I'll just park here and, and I gotta, I'll watch the parade. I got a good spot. But then when people started Seems gathering, like pre preparation, when people started gathering, does, yeah. his paranoia mm. set in and he thought all those people were trying to, to harm him. him. Interesting. Oh my God, that's so sad. Yes, he ended it up, looks like he had very serious mental illness from the military yeah. mm. and so he he ended up taking his own life uh before <sighs> this happened before the police got there too oh yeah. really yeah. killed two and injured dozens and yeah. so god that's awful and it he took his own life traumatic. before i mean that just yeah. after that shooting yeah. wow in the trailer yeah but <sighs> he shot six san antonio police officers yeah. what by the time the shots had stopped, he had killed two women and injured more than 50, including the SAPD officers, as well as men, women, and children who had been caught. In the and bullets. they, I mean, the pictures oh, is God, hor horrific. Awful. This is the day when the, the lawn chairs were metal, aluminum, and you opened them up yeah. and little straps on them. People yeah. were hiding behind those. Just anything. Well, I mean, even that Amy Bishop story where that one woman went like this and it hit her finger and finger. it ricocheted yeah. and the bullet lodged in her cheek instead of killing her instantly. I mean, any moments like that, that, that happened God, with the um, Richard Ramirez, too, with when he ambushed that woman coming out of her car in her own garage. Was it Richard Ramirez? Yeah, it was Richard Ramirez. Mm -hmm. And uh, same thing. She put her hands up with her keys and the bullet ricocheted off of the keys. Wow. I mean... Anything is better than nothing, honestly, if you're going to try to protect yourself. So I think my Could mother... Could you give me some toilet paper? I'm sorry, my nose. My mother had PTSD from that for a long oh, time. Oh, I'm sure. It was... She was... She was very... Oh, gosh. Here we oh, go. Here we go. <laughs> he hears talking. me in here. He does. Oh. Coda, she's in here, Coda. Uh, she was very... Immediately shocked for days yeah. I, I want to say a full week i mean it just i'd lay in bed, I'd she, lay in bed she for did a week. Yeah. i mean she was just a zombie for for sorry it's okay she just really really struggled with that fear you know that was probably the most traumatic immediate traumatic thing yeah uh and for her first exposure to that kind of thing yeah. well she would have been what in her 20s my mom? Yeah. No, she'd have been in. Well, Thir Wendy was a ten, 30s. and Wendy was. Well, Wendy was ten, and mom, mom would have been before forty. Y'all are gonna hear the mom? cat. Sorry. He sounds like he says mom. mom. He's always asking for our mom. Mom. Koda, come here. That's the big black tomcat that we were talking about. Um, last episode. Were just... we talking about it in the episode, or did we talk about it in the mental breakdown? Oh, no, it was the episode. I don't remember. Mom? Well, that's wild. So your parents got home, and then what happened? You guys just Everybody collapsed. Yeah. It so just scary. collapsed. And it was just, I mean, that was the first time I saw mom that shell shocked until Elvis died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then when she, Elvis died, she did the same thing. She locked herself in the bathroom. She locked herself in there and cried for a while. Oh, that's what Ruby, our, our grandmother, my dad's mom, that she, it was after JFK died, right? She did the same thing. She did the same thing. Well, she that was on your herself. dad's birthday. Yeah. Hi, locked buddy. herself in a bathroom. Hi, baby. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. so much noise, You are Coda. making so much noise. All right. I think that's our cue to skidaddle on what out of here. Unless y'all have anything else. We're at an hour. Oh. Might be sorry. a little. You little guys have shorter. anything else? Oh, God. Coda. <laughs> He's rubbing up against the, <laughs> against the, the uh, table. Tray. What are you doing? Uh, 
Well, I enjoyed this. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thanks for coming. I hope my numbers were accurate. I think they were. If anybody has anything that is contrary to that, you know, please correct me. But or throw out did. some more statistics. Yeah, yeah. On our Instagram or, or give email. some more statistics. I mean, it's um, <laughs> you know, it's unfortunate. I'm glad we have resources that people can go to. You know, it's not it, it navigating the mental health system is challenging enough yeah. without knowing that there are other options. And yeah, that's absolutely. A, you know, it's um, it's it's never. God, don't God, let. He's ramming his head into the table. Stop. Don't let. Don't let it deter you if you get a stop sign first. There's yeah. plenty of opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Don't that's let a great it deter way of you. At it. Yeah, if you're. If your family member needs help, don't give up at the first closed door. You know, there are ways to get some help. And, um, you know, even if it's showing up at, you know, a mental health facility and saying, I need to be evaluated. My friend, my my family member accepts. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're working in a mental health facility and someone comes in and says that they need immediate assistance, don't send them to the ER to get help. Please treat yeah. them right there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because that's really unfortunate that that happens. And don't make them set an appointment. Um, yeah, I also don't make them say, follow up with an appointment. Yeah. Anyway. I also want to say um, <laughs> if there's any... <laughs> it's very uh, This cat. <laughs> hey, buddy. Come here. Say, Mama, I'm hungry. If there's any um, listeners outside the U.S., Canada, U.K., or... England, or Ireland that want to include uh, maybe their local crisis numbers, please yes. let us know and we'll put yeah. them in the show notes or we'll mention them on the next episode because we can only find so much, you know, online. Um, if you have, you know, personal experience with that and you know that something is a really good resource, please let us know. Or even if you don't and you just heard, you know, yeah. that it's a good resource. Yeah, we did talk a lot about Texas, but yeah, if you want to post one that's in your area, um, even just on this Instagram, whenever this one posts, if yeah, you just exactly. want to put that number in there. Uh, as a comment, yeah, I think that would be helpful. Yeah, and so. one thing I wanted to mention just briefly, if you do have a smartphone, and a lot of people don't, but if you do have a smartphone, there are online free uh, counseling sessions available very frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is a resource that's available, and you don't need insurance for that. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, we got to get this boy some food. He's freaking out. <laughs> It's making it so much he always silly. gets concerned when we're in the closet. He's like, what are you guys doing in here? Mm-hmm. Especially now that mom's in here. He's like, okay, okay. something's going something's on. Something's going on. The only time we get in, in this closet, or when we used to, when there was a door on it, was when there was a tornado warning. Yeah. And, or we get in the bathtub in the front bathroom. So he's or, like, What's I, going you know, on? the other thing that I think is going on is my suitcase is sitting out there. He oh, he's leaving. like, are you leaving? leaving? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks, Mom, for being here. Thank you all. And uh, we will be back soon with another mental breakdown and another case. Yeah. Of course. Are you going to say love you, bye with us? (gasps) Love you, bye. Love you, you, bye. bye. Whether it's your favorite browser or by app, listening to audiobooks with Audiobooks Now makes it even easier and more affordable to enjoy your favorite books. Audiobooks Now offers up their club price plan, which includes 50% off your first purchase each month and additional offers after your first purchase. Click the link in the show notes below to receive two months free and just $4.99 for each additional month. Get audiobooks you love for less with Audiobooks Now. Start your free trial today.